I just want to take a second to let you know that I've launched a Patreon page for the Hey LaGrange podcast. There's four levels of support that you can subscribe at, ranging from $4 for just a pat on the back. Think of it as buying a coffee for me once a month for a job well done. To becoming an executive producer and getting your name included on the podcast for a larger contribution. There's also a sponsorship option where you subscribe for $100 a month and add your cause in my ads every week. These spots are limited, though, so you better grab them while they're hot. Go to www.patreon.com forward slash Lagrange and sign up to support the podcast today. And as always, thank you. Hello, folks. Welcome to another episode of Hey Lagrange, the podcast where I, your host, Earl Gordon Barnett, interview some of the most interesting people from LaGrange, Georgia, to give you a peek behind the curtain in this not-so-sleepy southern community. My episode today is a special one. It's special for a variety of reasons. First, it's special because I interview chaplain, Dr. Reverend Adam Roberts of LaGrange College. He's my first guest on the show. That's pretty special. Second, we had to record this episode on three times on two separate occasions because of technology errors. Well, I say technology errors because I'm too embarrassed to say the operator errors. But I think we all know it's a combination of the two. The software I was using kept timing out at 20 minutes and we kept getting caught up in conversation like you do in a good interview. And I didn't notice until 10 minutes around recorded conversation had gone by. The last piece of nuance that makes today's podcast special is it was recorded on Veterans Day, a holiday where my son doesn't go to school. So he accompanied me to the interview, and you can hear Alice there in the background several times of the main portion of the interview, vying for our attention. He's only four, so you can't really blame him. I plan to interview Alice there as a bonus interview at some point in the near future anyways. It'll be fun to see how he answers and reacts to the questions. So with that introduction behind us, let us go to the Dr. Reverend Adam Roberts after this break. We're here with Adam Roberts. Um, I'll let you introduce yourself. All right. Well, I'm glad to be with you. Um, I love LaGrange and love the concept of talking about it and being here. I am the uh, chaplain at LaGrange College and I also serve as the director of spiritual life on campus and the director of church relationships with churches and religious institutions off campus. Okay, can you explain what you do with that entails? Absolutely, man. So um, I have one of the most fun jobs around. I am uh, the the pastor on campus here that is placed here on campus by the United Methodist Church. And um, the the United Methodist Church is uh, a really highly connected church. Every United Methodist Church is connected to every other one. And we're organized by geographical regions. So in North Georgia that we are just part of, we're just north of the South Georgia Conference, um, uh, I'm sent here by our bishop, and so instead of serving a church, I serve the college. So that means the faculty, staff, all the students, and uh, so I represent the church presence here on campus, and I help give leadership to 
six spiritual life groups that meet every week, um, as well as preaching around the North and South Georgia areas uh, and uh, in any local church I get invited into and serving as point of contact for, um, for all those churches and helping them be connected and do ministry here on campus. Okay. You also have a role with the football team too, Chris? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the job, there's a fun thing about chaplain. When I first got the job, I sat down with an uh, older established chaplain, and, and he said to me, you know, there are two people on a college campus that care about every single constituency, and that's the president and the chaplain. <laughs> because we don't have any one group that we worry about the most. We work with everybody. So I work in athletics, yeah, and I work uh, especially with football. I have found that... Uh, the best investment of my time in athletics is with football and softball because those are our largest male and largest female team. Uh, and so uh, I get invested with those, and I just got back from traveling with football this weekend up to uh, Fayetteville, North Carolina. We played Methodist University. So we play all over the USA South Conference that goes um, over into Alabama and way up the East Coast, uh, and uh, and I get to be connected to all those guys and then also do you know one-on-one spiritual direction and pastoral counseling and so i work uh i work really with every area of the life of the college ultimately and uh of course i do crisis response and you know anything anything we need that comes up where a, a pastoral chaplain sort of presence can be helpful so the variety of the job is, is something i love So what would you say you're most known for? Um, well, I, I like to think I'm known for um, building relationships, connecting people to one another. Uh, I love to connect our students to one another and to people in the community. Um, and then maybe for being a good speaker, when I get out and speak all over, I really enjoy that and often get good feedback. Um, but I think without doubt I'm known for um, my big loud laugh that I just can't quite control it sort of wells up out of my belly and uh, my wife says she can always tell where I am in a crowded place because she listens for the laugh and she can follow it uh, or you can hear me across campus uh, all that kind of thing I, I also hope I'm known among students as being willing to do uh, whatever it takes to do the job for them so uh, going above and beyond and, and, and putting them and their well-being first among, among everything else so uh, yeah, probably those things. Okay, and you're also vegan too, right? Oh gosh, yeah, we are known. <laughs> I always forget that. It's become so normal to me. Uh, but that is a, a surprising thing to people. My wife and I um, eat plant-based. I'm certainly not perfect, and um, I'd love to claim the title vegan, but I do still wear leather shoes and use some animal products and that okay. kind of thing. But um, uh, I definitely try to eat plants. It's been good for me. I always joke and say that... Um, it's just that I ate all my animals in the first half of my life. So I used up my quota <laughs> because I was a big meat eater for a long time. But uh, ultimately, we got convinced that for health-related reasons, that it was the best possible thing we could do. And so um, I actually love that as a way of eating and being. And I have found that it makes a lot of sense really with the way I grew up in rural West Tennessee, especially spending a lot of time with my grandparents, um, there were a lot of vegetables getting getting eaten, uh, grown and eaten at that house. And so it just kind of makes sense to me. My grandmother, looking back, was almost vegan. Uh, meat was a seasoning for her, you know, that kind of mm -hmm. thing. 
Um, and uh, so we we kind of have found it's uh, it's it's not expensive. We save a ton of money and uh, have gotten healthier for it. So it's been, gosh, it's been seven eight years now. Uh, Holly, my wife, um, who's also known around town a little bit because she teaches um, vegan eating and cooking classes and how to do that on a budget. She works with Circles of uh, Troop County and uh, they help people come out of poverty long term. And so uh, that's what she does. And she is a, she's a true evangelist for this way of eating. And uh, I do think for me personally, if I'd kept going the way I was, um, it would I would have shortened my life just through my diet. So hopefully this turns into something good and healthy and happy long term so where does she teach those classes Uh, she teaches them excuse me primarily through um circles of troop um and uh gosh excuse me she teaches those primarily through circles of troop to the uh, folks who are going through that process of years long um years long work and uh study and and having allies who help them uh to uh find better employment and keep it and uh, all the things that they that they teach in those courses um she actually teaches healthy eating on a budget and that turns out to be vegan you can buy a whole lot of rice and lentils and things mm-hmm. and eat in a very healthy way people believe that it's more expensive to eat um, vegan and that's only true if you um, are buying tons of specialty products or mm-hmm. processed products that kind yeah. of thing so yeah, so you cut out meat and milk and cheese, um, it, the expenses drop off dramatically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the expensive, the expensive, like the, the faking. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, if you get into all that, and I love that stuff, but it's not really good for you. And certainly eating vegan is no magic bullet to health. You could eat potato chips and cupcakes and uh, call that vegan, you know, and it would mm-hmm. be, but it's not going to make you healthy. So um, anybody's got to eat a, a balanced, healthy diet and all that kind of thing, so. So how long have you lived in LaGrange now? Uh, We've been here six years, almost six years. We came in um, 2014, first half of 2014. And I assume that's when you got hired by the college? Yes, yep, yep, that's right. So um, I had served for, gosh, at that point, I guess about 17 or 18 years as a United Methodist pastor in different settings. I'd been the senior pastor of a fairly new church start in Douglasville for nine years before um, LaGrange College. Before that, I was the associate pastor at a, a huge church over in Augusta. Um, before that, I served some very small rural congregations in Heard County, actually, just north of here while I was a student at Emory. Um, and before that, we were in West Tennessee, where, where we came from. So um, a variety of um, appointments, we call them, in the Methodist system. I never imagined the chance to be in higher ed, but from way back, I wanted to be a a professor first of English literature when I was an undergrad and, and then ultimately I almost went into a PhD in Christian ethics um, in uh, at Emory uh, but I always felt drawn to ministry with people outside of the higher ed setting as much as I loved the higher ed setting um, and so when this um, position became available um, it was vacated by a great pastor named Quincy Brown, and, and Quincy had served here 17 years um, as the chaplain. He actually worked up from part-time all the way to vice president, um, and it was just a beloved uh, character in LaGrange. He's now one of our district superintendents, uh, one of the, the leaders of our conference, but when he announced that he was leaving, one of my friends sent me a link to the article uh, and said, this job is made for you. You should, you should really think about it, and 
Uh, I came and visited the college and began talking to the administration and ultimately we just felt like a great match and connection and, um, and it has been an awesome time for the last six years. Yeah. I just realized I can call you Dr. Roberts, can't I? <laughs> I am Dr. Roberts. It's pretty funny. It takes a while for me to, uh, I'm still not used to it. Uh, it's been a couple years now. Yeah, I have a doctor of ministry from Candler uh, School of Theology at Emory. Yeah. Um, everybody on campus calls me Adam, but um, except for freshmen, sometimes they get a little scared and they call me Dr. Roberts. <laughs> so it gives them something to be more comfortable with. Huh. I just, I, I realized I'm looking at these stole out of the corner of my eye, <laughs> the ropes at the corner of my yeah. eye, and yeah. That's true. They got the stripes on there. Yeah. Sergeant. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what's your favorite story about living in the Grange? Oh, gosh. Um, there are so many great stories about living here. I think um, probably it's the... The way moving here unfolded, our introduction to the town, um, I'm great friends with a senior pastor I worked with in the past who has a connection here in town, and that's Greg Porterfield. He's the senior pastor of a church over in uh, Augusta, the large church I worked at. Um, I worked with him for a year after he moved to that church from LaGrange First United Methodist. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we know each other well, and he um, he called, called us up and said... Uh, said, hey, I hear you're moving to LaGrange. I think I got some connections there that can help you. Uh, Greg served nine years as senior pastor at LaGrange First. Um, he said, I got somebody that'll call you and he can talk to you about real estate and the town and how to get connected. And so this lovely man called us and talked to us and spent time uh, listening to us and getting to know us. And uh, at the end of the call, my wife said, uh, so uh, what, do you, what do you do in LaGrange? And he said, oh, I'm the mayor. And it was Jim Thornton. So, uh, so that was a good connection right off and a great welcome to LaGrange. And, of course, we had a connection there to him, but I find that he's that kind of mayor. He, he reaches out uh, to you and welcomes everybody. And so um, really, really glad to have that connection with him. And, and we were off and running from that point on. So uh, we have found LaGrange to be very much that way. And I always say if somebody, um, if somebody tells you to uh, – uh, if somebody tells you to um, – uh, connect with somebody who can um, help you out with what you need in town, you listen to them because the networking matters and it's still alive and well here and it's a, it's a good thing. So what do you wish you would know when you first moved to LaGrange? Uh, that you really can, largely you can trust people and, and that, you know, that's not easy if you have lived in metro Atlanta with millions of people, you know, it's it's a little hard to it's, um, a, it's a big transition. Oh, it in. is. Because I've lived in Metro Atlanta, too. And mm -hmm, it's, mm -hmm. it's Nate, I've lived in Metro Columbus, too, actually. Yeah. It's night and day from there to mm -hmm. living in the Grange. It really is. And, you know, we were nine years in Douglasville, and Douglasville's not true Atlanta or mm -hmm. massive Atlanta or anything like that. And yet, there's 150,000 people in the county about, and you're... You're in what I think of as the swirl of Metro Atlanta. At yeah, that you're point. inside the yeah. Belmont. Hey Absolutely, get and, the and uh, it, uh, you know, it, what it means there is that even when you have a referral to somebody or, or whatever, you just pay attention because you don't have that same connectedness and trust factor. Now you certainly have, in some instances, bigger variety of restaurants, bigger, mm -hmm. more things to choose from, and all that. But I personally, I would take the small town over that. I have found it to be so helpful living here because 
You can still get to Atlanta in an hour plus if you want to uh, for any of those things. Uh, Columbus, Auburn. So we've got plenty, plenty, plenty of choices here. Uh, not to mention Amazon makes it easier to live in small <laughs> towns now, I think. And um, uh, we have found that when somebody um, refers a, a air conditioning vendor or a, a exterminator or a, a vet or a doctor, I mean, anybody, you're going to be okay there and they'll take the time to get to know you. Um, and they know who your neighbors are and they, they care, you know, uh, about the reputation of their, their business and um, the same thing with relationships uh, across the board. Now, we also tend to have relationships that where people wear multiple hats uh, now, you know, because you know them in a professional relationship and maybe at church or from the community as well as a friendship and all, all those kinds of things. And um, if, you're, if you're thoughtful about your relationships, um, then you can, really, um, you can really do well with that. You just have to pay attention, and I really like it. So, uh, yeah, even from the moment we bought our house, I was going into that more Atlanta style. And, of course, that's a big purchase. You know, you want to be careful about it. But um, but the truth was, you know, um, it was great people. Uh, and and it was just awesome from the get-go. So that's the, that's the great upside of living in LaGrange. Okay, so what's your favorite spot or place in LaGrange? Oh, man, Ton I got tons. Uh, there are a lot of fun places to take people when they visit. That, and that, that, for me, tells me what my favorite spot is. Where do I take somebody when they come to LaGrange for the first time? Uh, and, you know, um, really, as I thought more about this, when, when somebody comes to LaGrange for the very first time, I like to take them to Taste of Lemon. <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people like that. I think, but the country, yeah, the country food and the going inside the church, and it depends who it is. Now, if it's my parents, for instance, you know, all the way, uh, my my dad and his wife, uh, because that's that's their thing, you know, all the way. So, it's that's legit country food, definitely. When it comes to me uh, eating and places that I love, um, I love I love that tofu banh mi over at Beacon. I find that to be really good. That's my kind of thing. Uh, 505 Eats, we love to be there and to eat there. Joyce Sato and Ken are great friends of ours. And Joyce, man, she is meticulous about the food. She is like a, she's a food warrior. I mean, she really, she, she wants it to be like she wants it. And it's all about quality and freshness and all that kind of thing. Um, and then uh, Wild Leap and Beacon are places that we love and love to hang out. And I think we are so fortunate to have two breweries like that in LaGrange mm -hmm. that are just absolutely fun places to be um, when there's somebody playing music on the uh, the I guess it's Main Street stage there outside of Wild Leap mm -hmm. um, yeah. that's just fantastic too and, and uh, so we absolutely love the music scene uh, and food scene in LaGrange that kind of comes together a little bit um, uh, we've gotten involved with Sweetland some, and my wife Holly coordinated the the yarn art and textile sort of installation piece of Rockweave, so that got her connected into the art scene, and, and uh, a lot of those same people seem to be uh, connected or often at Wild Leap and Beacon, so we love to be there. Um, 
as well as 505. And then new on the scene for us is Estrella Roja uh, Taqueria. Uh, we love it. Um, downtown here in LaGrange, uh, kind of down Greenwood Street past the pig on Greenwood. Uh, and uh, it's a great place with super fresh food, excellent. And um, the, the man who runs the place, Ender, a young man who's a real entrepreneur, uh -huh. uh, trying to make it in town. And we just love the, the vibe he's creating. He, he is very clear that it's not a typical Mexican restaurant. He's like, you don't come in and get everything on a menu that you'd see at a typical Mexican restaurant. It's a true taqueria uh, of the kind that he said he loved to be at in Mexico. He spent about a year living down there. Uh, and so he runs the place now with his family. So it's tacos and snacks and um, just lots of lots of great fresh food. And he, he does a, a zucchini and mushroom taco that we get, and it is just fantastic. Uh, we uh, somebody from our family goes there multiple times a week. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. And we love their front porch, hanging out there. Um, and uh, it's it's a it's an outstanding place. Um, so hit up the taqueria whenever you can. You will not be. Sorry about that, it's a great spot. If you could be a superhero, which power would you possess? <laughs> um, can't go wrong with any superhero power, I think. Um, but you know, I have started watching uh, The Watchmen, uh, the new one that's just come out on HBO. I've seen yes. those. I can't figure out where all they're heading just yet, but... Um, I've it's, not gotten it's to pretty see that. great. It's pretty great. It's very different than the movie, uh, or I haven't read all the comic books, but seems different than the comic books. Um, but I love Doctor Manhattan on there. You gotta love Doctor Manhattan uh, because he's this uh, he's this character that was hurt in a nuclear accident, uh -huh. and it gave him godlike powers basically yes. to, to humans anyway so uh he does walk around naked that's a problem i guess for me but you know he <laughs> but hey you know he's godlike he, he doesn't need uh, to be uh contained and so um so uh he's able to uh, manipulate time and space and stuff and i mean come on if you're gonna have superpower might as well go yeah. all the way go with god Why not? <laughs> that's right he sits on mars in the lotus position you know and just meditates <laughs> Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite food? Mm. Man, I tell you what, uh, everything. Too much. <laughs> too much to say. Um, when it comes to good Indian food, um, that is hard to beat. But anything, you know, my. No, listen. I love food. Oh my gosh, I love to cook. Love to eat. Um, one of the biggest myths that Hollywood dispel about vegan eating is that it's not good, not tasty, or not for people who care about food. Because that is not true at all. Uh, she is a huge chef in her own right. She teaches vegan cooking and got a uh, vegan plant-based uh, nutritional certificate from Cornell. Actually, oh, okay. Uh, in addition to her speech path background, and um, so uh, I think I learned from my grandmama. Um, all about food. She's the best cook I was ever around. And now, don't get me wrong, she's a southern cook from West Tennessee. She used a lot of a lot of pig. <laughs> but but um, but it's really at her tables all about vegetables. And so anything that's fresh and good. And there have been some Indian restaurants I've gone to, and I've thought my grandmama would have loved this concept, right? Because this is really about fresh vegetables cooked well, uh, light but comforting and excellent. So. But now I think my favorite favorite meal would still be um, 
her uh, my, my grandmother's thinly sliced fried pork tenderloin with a homemade biscuit and maybe a ripe tomato, you know. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so I still got the country boy palate at heart, you know. <laughs> still make good cornbread and, and biscuits. Okay. <laughs> was your best MacGyver moment? Oh, best MacGyver moment. I don't, you know, I'm a terrible MacGyver. Man, I am so, I am overly educated and not practical (laughs) (laughs) or useful, as my wife would be glad to tell you, no doubt. Now, I do love to garden and do yard work. I learned that part of country life, so I'm I'm good at that. But I guess my best MacGyver moment, it happened, um, uh, it wasn't me. I can't take credit for either one of them. I, I once took my old Jeep to a mechanic, uh, and he needed to replace a hose on it and couldn't find the hose that fit. And he went, and he said, well, it's about the size of a garden hose. And he went and cut a length of garden hose, clamped that thing into my engine. <laughs> and I ran it for about 100,000 miles after that with a garden hose in it. Uh, and then um, I was here on campus one day, and a, a wonderful man who was on our uh maintenance staff who's since passed away he uh he actually saw my car and he said oh chaplain you got you got something hanging from the front of your car and it was it's this little honda hatchback that we still have and it's part of the i don't know it was just sort of it wasn't important particularly it was just sort of a a, a heavy plastic i guess like under liner of the undercarriage in the very front bumper was hanging down a little bit and he said i can fix that for you he got under there and took a big heavy zip tie and zip that sucker uh, together, and that's still on that car today. So that's good. So I, I can't take it, uh, credit for either one of those. I can just think of people who have MacGyver skills that I enjoy seeing. So what is your go-to order at your favorite restaurant? Oh, man. Hmm. Well, I'll tell you what. The best veggie burger I've ever had is from Joyce Sato at 505 Eats. And... Uh, we probably ordered that one, gosh, uh, a few times a month. Holly and I each probably get that. And then, uh, so that's my standing order there. Uh, but she also does tons of specials and always has some great, great, great vegetable kind of things. You know, at least one uh, on on special there. And she's willing to make whatever, you know, for us. She, she knows our quirks, so she tries to help uh-huh. us. And she's a great friend. Uh, and then Estrella Roja uh, does tacos. Uh, Ender there, they do tacos that are zucchini and mushroom mix with very little oil and just beautiful, beautiful. So um, you get that with, they serve it with radish and cucumber slices. And uh, you get that plus some hot sauce on there, and you have got something. <laughs> Definitely. And you got to try the mango at the taqueria. It's the craziest thing. Uh, apparently very common snack in Mexico, according to him, but sliced mango, green mango that's not very ripe, um, with a uh, hot sauce on it called chamoy and sprinkled with tahine, which is uh, lime and salt and chili. So okay. Really good. It hits all the, it hits all the biggies. Uh, sweet, sour, salty, hot. So can't beat it. That sounds incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's I gotta be honest, that sounds incredible. <laughs> so what is your favorite thing in the Grange? Everything in living in or around yeah, the Grange. Yeah, yeah. Man, uh, we are serious downtowners. That's how I think of myself. Um, uh, there are weeks that go by that I probably don't leave these blocks around the college. I'm just on campus, and we live nearby here uh, in an old house uh, a couple blocks away. And, uh, and so we love downtown and being able to walk places. Um, like I said last night, 
uh, over to your pie to hang out with friends, and we walked over there from our house, and um, we do things like that all the time. And that is so mm -hmm. nice and unique. Um, we have friends who cannot believe that our kids can uh, walk or get on their bike or skateboard and um, go to the theater by themselves and see a movie, you know, and we, we let them do that, and we have felt comfortable doing that. And um, that aspect of small-town life seems largely lost, you know, anymore. Mm -hmm. and, um, we feel like it's still alive and well here. So uh, we have found if you are open and willing to connect to the community events that happen and to people and leaders downtown, you can you can really get a real sense of community here. We, we love that. So um, there is not a time that we go for a walk through downtown that we don't have people honking at us and all this kind of stuff and we're in a good way and, uh, <laughs> and so we're waving and talking to people all the time and we we love that personally so um you know if you are really protective of your privacy i guess that could be tough but mm -hmm. if you like being connected it's a great place you know get out on the thread you're gonna see people and um it's it's almost a throwback in that sense uh, here downtown and we we absolutely love that so i think i think the sense of community and neighbors and um, streets and neighborhoods having real identities that we we just love all that so much so without doubt it's the it's the downtown life is my favorite thing okay is there anything I should have asked you but I didn't and that is a great question and I cannot wait to hear how different people answer that because um, I think we all get a different window into life around here. For instance, I I know downtown, but I don't really know the lake. I don't get out there much, and I wish I did. And that's a huge part of life in LaGrange. So everybody's got a different window onto it. And I think my best window into life here is the college. So LaGrange College is just an absolute gem for this town, in my opinion. And um, I love the connection the college and the town seem to have. That can be challenging in some towns, but it seems here that there's always been a real connection, maybe because the the college is virtually as old as the town, um, and it's the oldest private college in the state of Georgia, and, and um, we are so connected in so many ways, and we have so many alums who have remained here, uh, or who grew up here, but also people who've come here to go to college and made their life in LaGrange. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, this is a, a real, a college is a real community of, of experts. Um, and that's what LaGrange College is. Now, we're a small college with just over a 1,000 undergrads, but we have, uh, I think, an incredible faculty and staff um, who are far, far above average. Um, and then, if you look at the facilities, they are absolutely amazing. I mean, we're sitting in Smith Hall right now, Antebellum building on the National Register of Historic Places, uh, just across the plaza from here is a brand new state-of-the-art um, environmentally aware LEED certified building our library that just came up about 10 years ago uh, and all in between our campus uh, is amazing with the brand new Callaway Lab Sciences building uh, down on the corner at Vernon um, and uh, in college and, and then if you just see just look all around campus uh, the theater is state-of-the-art could not be better um, the Lamar Dodd art building the baseball facility. Uh, Callaway Stadium, which of course is not ours, but is a shared resource in the community. Um, the auditorium. Uh, how many how many thousand student colleges have a, we have a 250 seat uh, space here on the hill, and then we have 
uh, about 250 seats at the theater, mm -hmm. and then we have 800 seats at Callaway Auditorium. I mean, mm -hmm. those are just unheard of spaces. Um, and uh, the Callaway uh, Education Building has all of our athletic facilities in it, and the Speed Center, which is our uh, athletic training center, exercise science facility. Uh, there's just some real cutting edge stuff here. Now, all that impacts the community and the students who come here. Um, but also, there are so many sports to come see here, and the, uh, the theater shows are always open to the public, and there are art installations happening constantly, um, and our music program truly is amazing. And, uh, the connection we have with the LaGrange Symphony Orchestra. This is just not normal <laughs> for a small southern town and, and absolutely amazing. So I would love for people to um, learn how to access and, and begin to access more and more all the things that happen here, uh, including uh, basketball that's about to start. Um, when you come in Mariotti Gym, uh, it is like stepping back in time in the best way, I think. You've got about 500 seats in there. Uh, tiny little gym and you feel like you're in the game in there and, they, and our basketball teams are great both our men and women have a chance to win the conference this year uh, and they work so hard and, and it is so fun to watch so uh, come in there and scream your head off and uh, intimidate the opposition in Mariotti <laughs> with this it's, it's very fun definitely okay well that does it for the interview I hope you enjoyed listening. I know I enjoyed the process of putting it together. I think Dr. Reverend Roberts appreciated the attention. He seemed genuinely excited about my project and gave me a long list of people that I should contact in my next interview. So if you're listening to this, expect a phone call or text. Just kidding. Email me your thoughts on today's show at earlgburnett at gmail.com. Subscribe and like wherever you get podcasts. Leave a comment for bonus points. Well, only for only if it's a positive comment. Follow on follow at Earl Barnett on Twitter and Earl G Barnett on Instagram. Follow the podcast at Hey Lagrange on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks again for listening. Enjoy your week, and remember that creativity takes courage.